As patients live longer, they need their primary care doctors even more for more complex problems. The result? Overwhelmed for the internist and family practitioner. But there's hope and the possibility of primary practice nirvana. You are listening to Reach MDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Peter Anderson, Clinical Assistant Professor of Family Medicine at the University of Virginia School of Medicine and in private practice in Newport News, Virginia. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Michael. Well, Peter, you've written the Handbook of Team Care. That's something that is kind of new to me, and we'll, of course, we just plug the book now. We'll plug it later, but tell us about the concept of team care. Well, basically, the whole purpose of team care is to have an assistant that helps a physician complete the patient visit. We're all used to having an assistant or a medical assistant or LPN triage a patient, do the preliminaries, but after the initial complaint is collected by the assistant, the physician basically does everything else. With team care, the goal is to have an assistant do much more than just the initial data collection. So they're really participating in the whole history. Correct. With team care, we teach the assistant to take the entire history of the patient, to document that completely, and then to document any other questions the physician would ask, to document the physical exam the physician would accomplish, and then also to document the plan the physician would would develop, and then the system would implement the plan while the physician has gone to the next room. How did you come across this concept? It's a combination of things. First, this managed care continued to probably decrease reimbursement to physicians. Around the late 90s, I started feeling the need to be more efficient. So I went to a lecture and I heard of another physician speak of an internist in somewhere in the Midwest who saw 50 patients a day. And I just sat there and total disbelief, saying nobody can see 50 patients a day. And he also said this internist was the best internist in this town. I said, it just can't be done. And then he went on to describe how this internist had two RNs who went into the room before he did and collected the history. And then he'd go into the room and do the physical and write the prescriptions and hand the prescriptions to the, to the RN and leave the room. And the RN would then explain everything to the patient. And I went from total disbelief to utter astonishment that that I hadn't heard something that was cutting quality of care. I heard of a plan that improved efficiency of care in a tremendous way. I probably heard about this around 2000. And when managed care really started impacting our reimbursement, I started thinking of things we could do. And I never forgot hearing about this internist in the Midwest. So how did you start implementing it? Did you create a plan first or just say, hey, let's try this? Well, I went to my boss. I work for Riverside Medical Group. and So I went to those over me and told them. I first said, you know, I went to this lecture and I heard about this internist and I've always wanted to do it and I've never forgotten it. And both of my bosses looked at me and said, we've never forgotten it either. And we were waiting for and hoping somebody would try it eventually. And this is about five years after I heard the lecture, and, and it really surprised me how they had never forgotten it. And I'd been in practice at this point about 20 years. Uh, I had a staff, several of my nurses and 
front staff. We've been together for over 20 years, and our practice was full. So I figured if anybody could make this kind of transition or if I could ever make it, I was in a good position to make it. So after my boss gave me the okay to go ahead, the first thing we did was hire an MA who freed up my RN that she could start working exclusively with me to see patients. So our first step was to get this MA to free up our end so she had no other responsibilities except to work with me. Okay, so you have your nurse, and you have her doing the initial history. What kind of training do you give her? Because I know as a physician, taking that history, sometimes listening to a question and going on to another one that you need to have some medical background and sophistication to do. Do do you do special training for your nurses or just let them go? That was the next thing to really start getting a handle on was the how to train. So I went to the University of Virginia, one of their medical supply stores, to get a book that would collect the information that a physician needed about different symptoms. But I wanted it written for a nurse and not for a physician. And through a complete search by this medical store, there was no book that was written to a nurse to gather the information a physician needed. It was all written to a physician to get the information a physician needed or is written to a nurse to get the information a nurse needed, but nothing written for the nurse to gather the information a physician needed. So when I realized there's nothing like that out there, we started meeting together on a regular basis two or three times a week initially, and I would take a symptom like chest pain, and I would go through the 20 questions I needed answered about chest pain. And I explained why, and we'd go over the different etiologies of chest pain, which ones are serious and which ones are fairly benign, and how the questions would separate out those particular issues. And we just worked through 20 to 30 symptoms like that, which probably comprised 90% of our visits. And I found that the nurses, with their background and with this little bit of training, they grasped the whole picture very easily. So over a four- to six-month period, we built a notebook between the nurses and I with appropriate questions for 20 to 30 symptoms. I reviewed what was necessary for physical exams, what was necessary in a complete history, and uh, I realized that after six months, these nurses never went anywhere without their notebook. That was somewhat their security blanket. Well, our security blanket, if you hold on for one second, is that we have to say now, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Peter Anderson, a family practitioner who takes the team approach to patient care. Okay, so Peter, you got your nurses trained and you have this book. Did it implement pretty easily in your practice? How did your patients react to this? That was one of the other questions. We didn't know what to expect from patients, but every patient is very much used to a nurse being involved in their medical care. They're not so much in the medical office used to it being in the exam room, but it really was not a hurdle. The nurse would stay in with the patient, start asking the questions, and very seldom did a patient say anything except how complete her history was or how much information she gathered or how much time she took with a patient. Because basically, I think all patients are used to nurses being involved in their care. Do you think that the nurses take a more careful history than doctors? At one time when I presented this a couple months after we had started it, an internist that was in the group challenged me and said, there's no nurse who can take as good a history as a physician. 
and I was still new at it, so you know I couldn't really argue with him. I, I wasn't sure either. I was doing it out of desperation. I had to improve our bottom line because now at this point with the decrease in reimbursement, I was getting ready to lose very competent staff because I couldn't compete against the hospital wages or I was going to take another salary cut. I'd already taken a couple, and I, I just couldn't handle another one. So I did this out of desperation, not exactly sure how things would turn out. But when this internist told me that no nurse can take a history as well as physician, I said, that sounds reasonable. But after I'd been doing it for a year, I realized there's no physician who can take as good a history as a nurse, basically, and only because we don't have the time. The nurse can stay in that room 15 minutes and ask every relevant question that needs to be asked, where I don't have 15 minutes to stay in a room and ask questions. So now I would never go back to the old way because I could not do as good a job as what my nurses do. Well, when your nurses come out of the room, what's the next step? Do you discuss the history with them before you go in and see the patient? No. If they finish taking the history before I get to the room or, and they do leave, we go in together. The patient has to know that all the information they wanted communicated to me was communicated to me. So the nurse presents the history that she has collected from the patient she presents that to me in front of the patient. So if the patient wants to change anything or add anything, they can, but the real sense of security comes they know that I've heard the information they wanted me to hear. So all that's done in front of the patient. And then if there's any information I'm unclear about or any details, I will go ahead and ask them after the nurse has presented the patient to me, and she will go ahead and document that stuff on the EMR. Okay, and then you do the physical, correct? Then I proceed with the physical, and she's documenting all that. She stays in the room with two assistants. When I had one assistant doing this, the assistant would take the history and leave the room, and I would come in and just review the history on the EMR and take it from there. But now with two assistants, she stays in the room the entire time I'm with the patient. While I'm doing the physical exam, she's documenting all the normal or abnormal findings that I either tell her about or she, or she, if I don't make any comments, she knows it's normal. Okay. You have a book called Liberating the Family Physician. That's correct. You wrote this. Why? To begin with, when I went into this, I was looking for something to improve the bottom line because I, the two RNs I worked with, we've been together for 20 years, and then I saw I was going to lose them. I was going to have to hire somebody at a lesser wage who was not nearly as competent, and it threatened the quality of care and threatened our sense of being able to um, always do a good job. So the driving force was the finances. After I'd been doing it for about a year, I came home one night and told my wife, I've never given this kind of good care before. It's so complete that every question that I think needs to be asked is asked. Whether the patient had a colonoscopy, they had a pap smear, if they had their uh, lipids followed up, or uh, follow up on previous problems. So when I start thinking about it and really seeing that the quality of care has gone up in the face of improving our financial picture, that I realize this is a method that's probably is going to really be used by other physicians. And as I commented earlier, I saw the nurses never went in the room without our little notebook. And where do people get this book? Oh, they can go to my website and get it. Can they get it in stores or only on your website? Only on the website. You want to give us the web address? At www.familyteamcare.org. Say that again for everybody. www.familyteamcare.org. 
familyteencare.org. Okay, and is this book like an altogether manual of how to do this in your own office? Yes. Well, the book has got the questions for about 115 symptoms or disease processes that a physician needs answered to adequately evaluate the symptom or the disease process. It does explain the different etiologies for these things, but the main purpose of the book is to give the appropriate questions for symptoms or diseases. And it has a money-back guarantee. Yeah, physician is not pleased with it. Please send it back. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for being my guest today and showing us how a team care approach can lead towards happier patients and less burned-out physicians. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. The hosts, producers, and staff at Reach MDXM are here for you, the physicians who care for your patients. Tell us what you want and need. Send your email to xm at reachmd.com, and we truly thank you for listening.